0: This is Voices of Public Health, the JSI podcast. Hello, and welcome to everyone tuning in with us today. My name is Adriana Almagnana, and I'm a program officer working with JSI's Immunization Center for the past three years. Here with me today is Robert Steinglass, Senior Immunization Technical Advisor and former director of the Immunization Center based here in Washington, D.C., Robert brings a strong technical, programmatic, field, and global immunization perspective to the immunization enterprise. In a career spanning 45 years, he has been involved at all levels with most aspects of strengthening immunization programs by providing technical support to ministries of health and partners in about 50 countries, mostly in Africa, Asia, and the former Soviet Union. Robert directed the immunization portfolio on each of USAID's centrally funded JSI-managed projects since 1990, including, in reverse chronological order, MCHIP, Immunization Basics, Basics II, Basics, Reach II, and Reach. From 1979 to 1987, he was WHO immunization technical officer in North Yemen, Oman, and Nepal. Earlier, He began his public health career in smallpox eradication in Ethiopia and North Yemen. He has worked in 50 low resource countries and served on global advisory committees at WHO, UNICEF, Gavi, CDC, Institute of Medicine, and elsewhere. Robert has authored more than 30 peer-reviewed journal publications and several book chapters on immunization. Robert, thank you for chatting with me today.
1: Thank you. I'm looking forward to the conversation.
0: So just to start off, I wanted to ask, how did you find your passion for immunization? Was there a certain aha moment that you had?
1: Well, I was very, very lucky. I ended up serving in the Peace Corps in Ethiopia. I had actually requested Ethiopia on my application and public health. And as it happened, I ended up landing right in the midst of the smallpox eradication. Program, which is the world's greatest success in public health. And smallpox eradication was largely a globally driven initiative. It wasn't of such great interest locally in Ethiopia, especially where I was, which was in the midst of a famine. So I did my work in smallpox eradication, but I realized I needed to be more responsive to the needs of the community by engaging in smallpox, in um, uh, famine relief work. And uh, while I was um, in a very remote area in the Donnacle Desert. Uh, I I happened to be in the health post when uh, some local pastoral community, uh, some pastoralists brought on a stretcher, a wooden and leather um, bed, really, not so much a stretcher, but a bed, brought a woman in to the health facility, put her down at my feet. She was suffering from tetanus, probably maternal tetanus, contracted during pregnancy, possibly, or during um, her delivery. They carried her for several days to get there, and she died in front of me. It was the first time I'd actually ever seen anybody die, and I realized that there's a vaccine against this, which is available for two or three cents per dose.
0: So then what brought you to JSI, and what was JSI doing with immunization at that time 30 years ago?
1: So um, I wanted to leave... WHO and Nepal, primarily for personal reasons. Uh, It wasn't working any longer for my family to be living in Nepal. So we came back to the States. Um, I had been working for WHO in Nepal, uh, where I had helped introduce the immunization program there. We came back to the States, and uh, what interested me about JSI is I had seen their work in Nepal, and they had an amazing program with really very uh, competent staff. And I had been told that it was a very collegial environment, that valued good ideas and um, was a good place to work. So um, we came back to um, we came to Washington, my first time living in Washington, to work for JSI, and um, I've been here ever since. Um, and uh, at that time, what attracted me to JSI was they had just won the first of what was to become a series of USAID um, Global Flagship contracts related to immunization and I joined a very strong team here.
0: Mm -hmm. And how has um, immunization grown since then, through all the flagship projects and beyond?
1: Well, the work with USAID was so very important um, because it provided myself personally but our JSI staff an opportunity to provide technical support to more than 50 countries to build capacity to strengthen routine immunization systems in those countries. It also provided an opportunity for us to bring our experience from the field to the uh, decision-making powers and um, nodes in, w- in uh, Geneva, New York, Seattle, uh, you name it. So it brought, uh, it gave us an opportunity to influence a policy and strategy formulation. Um, but, It was limiting in some ways because our only client was USAID in all those years. These were a succession of five-year contracts. Uh, So about four years ago, uh, the penny dropped, and I realized that there were many other potential clients who would be interested in the kind of technical support that JSI is able to offer beyond USAID. So for that reason, we created an immunization center at JSI a few years ago.
0: And how has the work of the immunization center expanded or leveraged the work that was done under the USAID flagship projects?
1: Right, well, the USAID projects for the first 25 years that JSI was involved in immunization, provided JSI with really very rich experience at national and sub-national levels. And we were able to um, uh, parlay that experience Uh, and uh, interest other donors in contracting with JSI, do the same sorts of things. And what our focus has been at JSI is primarily uh, routine immunization system strengthening, strengthening the routine immunization program as a part of the health system, not doing end runs around the system, which might work in the short term but aren't long term solutions. So yes, we've been involved in specific disease control and elimination activities. Oftentimes those sort of bypass the system and and now use campaigns. We've been involved in those, but our primary focus has been on the routine immunization system, how to strengthen it as a health development effort and as part of the wider immunization, as part of the wider health system.
0: And so as you reflect on your upcoming retirement, what do you think is next for the world of immunization? What does the future hold um, globally and specifically in terms of routine immunization?
1: Right. Well, I think uh, it's been a struggle, and um, the world uh, depends on who we talk to in the world. Uh, But I think right now, at the moment, there is increasing recognition that if we want to do all of the great things that can be done through immunization, if we want to introduce really important life-saving vaccines, newer vaccines, if we want to Achieve disease control and disease elimination targets. If we want to take advantage of the platform that a routine, a strong routine immunization program provides to integrate other health interventions, if we if we want to do all these things, we need a strong routine immunization program, and we need to strengthen uh, that routine immunization system. And I am encouraged in in my belief that uh, the uh, Major partners that we work with in immunization, and certainly the countries recognize that to achieve all of those things, one needs to pay more attention than we have than we have been paying to strengthen routine immunization.
0: Mm-hmm. Where do you see JSI fitting into that future?
1: Well, we—I'm very encouraged. We have a great staff. We have uh, field staff in uh, about 25 countries. Uh, they're all local people, nationals, really well qualified, who understand the context in their countries. And on top of that, we have staff in Washington, and also we have some bilateral projects operated out of our headquarters in Boston. Uh, and so we have a really strong uh, across JSI group of immunization experts. On top of that, JSI has expertise in non-immunization areas such as logistic services, health information, monitoring and evaluation, maternal and neonatal and child health. So we have a very strong across jsi approach to immunization. And we have the staff who can continue to do the work that um, I've been fortunate enough in my career to be part of. We've recently uh, promoted Laura Schimp to be the technical director. Laura is amazing. She's got uh, really strong technical expertise at country and global level. She's an expert in so many different areas including data use, communications, um, human papillomavirus vaccine, and other vaccine introductions. Uh, She's uh, superb at backstopping countries and she knows what countries need for them to be able to continue to provide good technical support and build capacity. So she's going to be the technical director. She has just started. And uh, Vanessa Richard uh, is promoted to be the managing director. And Vanessa is a superb manager, uh, and will be in charge of the management and administrative sides, the contractual and financial sides, and also new business development. So I'm very uh, content that, in addition to Laura and Vanessa and all the rest of the team, that uh, I will leave JSI in a very good hands.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll definitely miss your expertise and all the great stories you have about your work in immunization. I know all of us at JSI have learned so much from your leadership and are excited to continue to push forward the good work that you've done. Do you have any other closing thoughts?
1: No, uh, except to say that, um, you know, we don't work alone or in isolation. We work in partnership and, and partnership is very important to us. And we recognize that we don't do it all, we can't do it all, Uh, we don't have the expertise to do it all, that uh, our strength lies in being able to work with ministries of health and other partners to figure out how we can add value to the overall immunization enterprise.
0: Thank you very much for sitting down and chatting with me today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Voices of Public Health the JSI podcast.